This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, it's about time this industry got a facelift. So make no mistake about it, this is an official declaration of war tonight. To anyone who wants to get in my way, and anybody who stands in AEW's way, we have a mission to knock the pillows of this industry on their ass. We ain't reading history books anymore, baby. We writing them. This is what you call a paradigm shift. Yeah! I got to I got to Google paradigm shift. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 60. The Eagle has landed! And the Eagle has landed for us all that we're looking forward to AEW Double or Nothing. What a fucking show that was. Historic moment for everybody involved and everyone watching at home. Sretton, you had a chance to check this pay-per-view out, right? Shit in my pants. It's really good. <laughs> did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I did. I think that uh, and it, it was pretty quick, too, you know? Yeah, a quick uh, <laughs> three well, hours. Three hours is three hour hours, but you know what I'm saying? Show. If if you want to compare it to WWE, a three-hour Raw, like, it's just, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time well, I watched a yeah, full one, but yeah. that's like, to compare a main feels events, like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> to compare main events, three hours for a main event, you get your money's worth. Um, you, like, six hours, like, WrestleMania, you're not falling asleep. You're excited the whole time. Yeah, you're not taking naps. You're not like taking your third trip to the pizza P- table, like or trying to, you know, I got to piss when you yeah. really don't. You're just yeah. like, man, this is fucking boring. <laughs> you get, you get a lot of tweeting done at a WrestleMania. A lot of uh, you, you know, do your yeah. blogs. You ex- uh, return emails. Yeah. Um, you know, See, check I, in at work. I try to do that at JP Dub Podcast. Um, but a show like this, I just I didn't even want to be on my fucking phone for that. You know, no, like it's great. It was super cool. I was definitely living in the moment. And uh, shout out to Bobcat Davini, who came by the Temple of Juice and uh, kicked it for a little while. Along with us uh, together, yeah, nice. along with Darren Stone. Nice shout out to both of you boners. <laughs> Stone left after a while. He was there with his 
his lady friend. She's like, fuck this wrestling shit. So <laughs> I Which had match to, did they leave on? Um, you know what? I don't remember. Good. I was trying to like hang with him and talk to him, but at the same time, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like so wrapped up in this right <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, I just spent 50 bucks for this thing. Um, I did watch it on BR Live. There was no problems whatsoever. I was very happy with uh, one thing I'd like to talk about before I actually kind of get into anything that happened there. So you're going to get the spoilers of war. <laughs> uh, the production and everything was super fucking amazing, I thought. I thought uh, compared to if you were watching it next to like a WWE product, the, the camera angles, the, the zooming in and out, everything was fucking awesome. Um, it kind of reminded me of like a modern day, almost like WCW, because it had a little bit of that smoky feel to the screen. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I didn't feel that. I thought it was clear. The smokiness? Yeah. I disagree. I, I thought there was, I thought I there was a <laughs> You fucking better agree! No, I, I thought there was a hint of it. And maybe that's just, yeah. you know, me being a fucking Mark fanboy, whatever. No, I thought it was good. I thought the lighting was good, the music. I thought everything they did was good. I did have a couple of issues with a few shots, though. Okay. Okay. What? Uh, go ahead. Uh, them, they did not properly shoot the unveiling of the heavyweight title. I, you know what? Uh, they did not turn to the to the hard cam because they were. I think Mikey, shout out to Mikey. Uh, we're gonna get to you, <laughs> your stuff here in a little bit. But uh, I thought I saw him on Twitter saying something about he, how he would have turned to the hard cam to show. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, like they didn't really. It, well, yeah, first of all, it was a funny angle, but then they kind of missed. They missed Bret Hart taking it out of the bag and actually lifting it into the air and all that because they were. Uh, what, what was happening? Someone was happening in the crowd. Or no, what's MJF came out. Yeah, well, he was like they were focused too much on him and what in his. Oh, that's what it was. They were taking him into the crowd to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and like during that part, instead of like the camera waited too long, instead of who was ever producing it, was like, "Yo, Brett, the Hitman Hart is about to." Yeah, a WWE Hall of Famer is about to reveal this. I mean, you could see the way they were holding the belt, and even though Brett. You know, he's an older guy, he's beat up, like you could see he's like he's not loosey goosey with his muscles and stuff, but right. you could tell that belt was heavy as hell. It yeah, it looks I what do you think of it though? Have you had a chance to actually it looks see awesome. it? I think it looks dope. It looks like a proper wrestling yeah. like a wrestling belt to me should uh at least the the main one should be gigantic, almost to the yeah. point of being cumbersome. Right. Like that it, thing just looks huge. To me, it looks like a uh, a cross between the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship and the old WCW Big Gold belt. Yeah. That's the vibes I'm getting from it. Uh, and that belt was manufactured by one Dave Milliken, who has done many a great belts for many a company. So shout oh out to God. him. Oh, my God. Come on. Uh, yeah, so I really dug the belt, but I, I do agree with you right there. I thought that segment... I it was a weird factor for me um, with Bret Hart introducing the belt. I mean, it's cool. I get it because Bret Hart is probably one of the greatest champions of all time, and a guy who really took being champion like legit serious. Right, right. Like Bret believed he was the champ, and he fucking was. You know, so I get that aspect, which is totally cool. But it was kind of out of left field for me. I'm like, what? What the hell? You know. I had no problems with it. I, I didn't. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. The only thing, like you said, it was you know the camera angles, and then it kind of got a little weird. But I did like uh, how MJF was like, "Hey, Brett, a fan, watch out!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know where they're coming from anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was pretty cool. You said you had another. 
just shot stuff like that was really the main one yeah um there were a couple uh that's really the one that sticks out uh i like if i want to be nitpicky i thought I, I did think the whole thing was great all the women's matches were really really damn good yeah yeah um even the one where uh was like the six japanese chicks who yeah i'd never i didn't really know who they were yeah well when uh uh what's her name what's the what's the lady the 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 big are, black girl are, are you gonna i knew you were where you were going with this i'm reading your mind right now when you got that glow but what's what, what <laughs> awesome was kong awesome wait awesome kong yeah so what's the the japanese woman whose last name was also kong Something uh, kong. I, it's aja, aja kong, kong. Yeah. yeah so when she got onto the she was coming towards the the stage and she's older mm-hmm. uh and she's like limping and i was like oh man she's big yeah she's limping like she's but she's the name mm-hmm. so she gets on there with these like up and coming like these tiny tiny girls and they're flipping around tiny tots. but tell you what aja kong yeah was thrown down like she was <laughs> yeah. still real light on her feet and doing everything she was supposed to like there were one or two things that, that it seemed like athletically maybe she's when i saw her limping i was like oh no but when she actually got into the ring mm. there was no no problem like i, I was super impressed with her yeah it was, was a great really match cool. um it's kind of weird i had a premonition if you will i believe <laughs> i still believe um it, it was the Kylie Ray match. Well, was it? It was supposed to be a triple threat, right? A Kylie Ray, yeah. Britt Baker, and who was the third participant in that? Oh, God. I, I know. <laughs> Strad's like, come on, don't test me. I'm trying to think. This was Kylie. Oh, I see your face. Uh, I know. I don't know how I'm fucking stumbling. Uh, her name's with the, I thought her name rhymed with the lady from WWE. Uh, was a lady that hurts everybody. That, that narrows it down. No, no, no. The lady that just hurt somebody a couple times. Nia Jax? Yeah. Oh, uh, Nia something, right? It was uh, Nyla Rose. Gotcha. Okay, See, I there got we go. You there. Yeah. See, and, and AEW is really my first um, exposure to her, so I, I yeah. didn't really know too much about her beforehand, so that's probably why I tripped a little bit. So, fuck my life! Anyways. Um, <clears throat> he's, not, he's not bulletproof, everybody. Yeah, right, Send your right. complaints and, uh, and bullshit to uh, jpw at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, or or you can call the voicemail at one eight seven two two six seven forty one ninety nine. Correct him. <laughs> yeah, correct me, or you can at least try to. Um, but yeah, I had this like I said, this premonition <laughs> when those three were in the ring. Right, Brandy Rhodes comes out, and you're it, she's like in ring gear, and you're thinking, okay, she's gonna throw herself into the match, and then uh, I I don't know why, but Awesome Kong, and I had no inklings of any kind of hints that she was going to be a part of this or anything. But legit, this is a true story. That name just kept going through my head, like Awesome Kong, Awesome Kong. And then all of a sudden, she's like, you know, the next competitor is awesome. And then, like, Awesome Kong comes out. I'm like, holy shit, man, that's (laughs) fucking weird, you know? Like, I was telling uh, Bobcat, like, dude, I legit knew that it was going to be Awesome Kong, and I didn't have any idea, (laughs) if that makes sense. So it, it was cool to see her come out. Uh, she's a part of the cast of Glow on Netflix. Yeah, she is. What? What is? She's the. I didn't watch food it. stamp queen. I've you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen any of Glow. No. What? Are you fucking with me? No. I'll I'll leave. I'll see you guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was nice. It was a good run. See you. <laughs> oh man. Peace. Where's Andre when you need him? Um, man, I thought you watched it. No, I didn't. Maybe we were just talking about how you watched the real Glow. I watched the, the real old glow. school. Okay, yeah, I watched the real Glow growing up. All right. That's amazing. Anyways. <laughs> but I thought that was a great match as well. Uh Britt Baker ended up coming up with the win on that, which I kind of figured. Uh 
what was another one of your favorite matches from the card? Well, I mean the obvious one. They were the all, best one. They were all well. Good, which but, which one's the best though? I, I mean, mean the one that like I uh, like the one that everybody just uh, the dust the the Rhodes brothers. Match. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was great. Yeah, the nightmare versus the natural. That one's gonna be the one that they that I think they you know they will highlight when they talk about this shit five, ten, fifteen years from now. That's the that's what they're gonna talk about. They're gonna talk about that one. I mean, they're gonna talk about different things, mm-hmm. but they're gonna. I think they're more so gonna talk about this whole thing as an event as a whole. And what the promotion is bringing, uh, the product is just fucking amazing. Yeah, and it was great to see twenty thousand fans at the MGM, legit involved. Yeah, where you know you can watch a WWE product, and it doesn't matter if it's a pay per view or what, and half the crowd are like dead. They're not into it. But this one was cool. It was like watching a metal show or something. Like everybody's got their beers, yeah, their black t shirts on, and they're fucking going nuts and participating. You know, like I. You know what? I still get. Uh, I mean, the last two matches were awesome. I mean, pretty much the guys that you thought were going to bring it, bring it, brought yeah. it, and the people that are less known, they also brought it. Like everyone, I don't. It's hard, but like the Rhodes Brothers match was the best, and then story, I mean, the tag team line. match was the great, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other nitpick was uh, who's the tag team with the neon outfits? Oh, uh, the best friends, Chucky e. T. The best oh, friend, well, the best friends gimmick. Oh yeah, they do all have neon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but the the other guys and Helico and Jack Evans. The best friends gimmick is so good. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Hugging people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like making the friendship uh, uh, finishing move cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the one guy who's crazy athletic and like he has all those breakdancer moves and stuff. He's like Jack Evans. Yeah. He was in uh, Lucha Underground as well. He needed to pipe down a little bit. Like his, he just, he was, I mean, it might be just because he's a loud dude, but he, mm-hmm. he made it, he, he, he made the, the, the stadium to me or the, the event space to mm-hmm. me feel smaller because of how much he was yelling and how easily you could hear him. Really? Yeah. I, it oh, was, okay. and it, I mean, he's awesome too, but I was like, oh God, like I need this to be done. And I also can't handle his tag team partner's giant neon green outfit yeah. like, it's too much neon. Man. yeah yeah and helico yeah but that, it was that was a fucking great match yeah though, it dude. was i thought it was really good uh-huh. uh i i want to go back to the uh Rhodes brothers though because no okay sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what a piece of shit <laughs> you don't tell me you don't tell me <laughs> hashtag ydtm <laughs> it's gonna be a thing i promise <laughs> anyways uh the story in yeah. that was there was such a great fucking payoff that was like if you weren't emotionally invested in that by the time like from start to beginning to end from i i can't even find the words right now to describe it but it was so fucking well done uh the amount of blood in that match it, it to me it was a great like throwback to the days of like their dad like dusty Rhodes yeah. and flair and you know the guys with the bleach blonde hair that are crimson red by the end of the match and man, there were so many times where I thought they were gonna like, like what's going on? You know, are they gonna stop this match? Because like Dustin was just dripping blood, dude. Right. <laughs> he was bleeding profusely. That's what those death metal guys like to see. Uh, I thought that was just super intense. Um, it it made for that little extra oomph in the story, you know, and especially because of how much there was. Name the referee, Earl Hebner. Yeah, yeah. So he's up. 
he's a legend too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I've met I Earl just before. Put a bunch of water in my mouth. <laughs> and tried to talk. <laughs> you're both named a referee. I got thumb for you. Put in your mouth. But like everything about it, I was most impressed being again a guy that is only just dipping my toes and mm. swimming back in those wrestling waters. Yeah. What's super impressive is they do not have a TV show. They didn't really address this, or did they, on, on being the elite. They told a story with such a limited amount of storytelling time, mm. and they told it, the majority of the story was told during the match. Right. That is awesome. Yeah. That's and something it, that a lot of companies, especially the big one, uh, they're lacking, man. It also goes to show you the, the like you need a certain amount of charisma to do that. You can't just be some athletic dude. You can't just be some muscly dude. You can't just right. be a somebody that gets in the ring and gives you a mic. Mm-hmm. You have to have some sort of presence. And I mean, with uh, Dustin Rose, half his career, he barely talked. Yeah. And he just has such a, like a, like he, you're drawn to him when you watch him do stuff. And he, he looked like he was in great shape, He's, man. Yeah. For a guy who's almost 50, right. you know, I, yeah, he's in probably the best shape of his life. I know he's hitting up that DDP yoga. Bang! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that it was great. I uh, I love the entrance. Yeah. Right. Right. The entrance. Um, what Cody for one that coat that he was wearing. Yeah. Was a if you guys go back and listen to our episode last week where we were talking about Castlevania. That's it's an homage to that. Oh no shit. Yeah, and actually a guy uh, Brandon Cutler, his wife is the one that makes all the gear for. Huh. A lot of people. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was wrestling is everywhere. I always say it, and I'm always right. Um, yeah. So I thought that was cool. I also thought the the chair, the throne, which was an obvious fucking Triple H, you know, with the skulls <laughs> and the Iron Cross, and then fucking Brandy handing them the sledgehammer, and it's like I was fucking marking out hardcore. I don't uh, care who hates it or not. I thought that shit was awesome because here's the thing: it had like that Stone Cold vibe to it, where you felt that, like, man, this dude was genuinely pissed off and unhappy where he was at about something that he's passionate about doing that is in his blood and right. in his been in his family for fucking I don't know how many years now. Not you know? only his family, but he was born into it. Yeah. Like, he rolled out of his mom into the <laughs> ring. <laughs> right. Thwap. Oh, man, that's some steamy afterbirth. Uh but you would have laughed at me at that point when they, they so they brought out the chair. Yeah. And the chair had that uh iron cross back thing. Mm-hmm. Then it had the skulls. And I'm just sitting there. If we were in the same room, you'd have been staring at me the whole time, just waiting for me to figure out why this is all significant. Yeah. And then Brandy brings out the sledgehammer and then he walks towards the chair. And it was <laughs> it was like after he was after he hit the chair and was walking away, I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was super fucking awesome. It was great. Um, a lot of people I've read online thought it was too much. Yeah, th- thought uh, one of the I guess you could call it a downfall or whatever critiques of the pay per view were they thought there were too many WWE references. And here's my deal, my take on that. I thought there was just enough. I don't think that that's what they were focusing on, their main focus, because they still put on one hell of a show. But they are legit firing shots. I mean, you're talking to a bunch of guys who love the WWE, and some of them worked for WWE, like a Jericho and a Cody. And they see where that business, at least on the WWE side, is now. And going back to like Cody being disgruntled and shit, why not? You know, the day WCW closed its doors and ECW closed its doors, 
I think a lot of the wrestling fans left then. You know, when back when you had 14 million people watching, and then like that happened, it, it became a monopoly, and people were like, "Oh, well, fuck this," you know. And now that there is a, there has always been, I don't want to call it competition, but you know, like Impact Wrestling or ROH, who have tried to be that company where AEW is that company now because they legit have the financial backing. They have it all to really go to war and fucking the shots were fired, you know? Why like, not take some shots? Yeah, why not? I, I also think that, I, you know me, like I'm always like, don't don't shoot those shots. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm always like, mm -hmm. because I'm always in like thinking about some sort of kumbaya world. I've said that so many times. But if I'm going to give them like some sort of next level writing mind credit and competitive credit, mm -hmm. let WWE step up their game. Exactly. It just, it it's just better makes for everybody. Ev yeah, it just makes everything better. On top of that, think about all the different promotions from the west to the east coast, north mm -hmm. to the south of this country, and then you know over in Japan. And now they're trying to like another cool thing was AEW brought and promoted a lot of the new wrestlers from the rest from the Chinese promotion. Yeah, yeah, the OWE. And, yeah, and like so. There's all this talent, and there, there's so many good and entertaining people all over the world. Why not shoot like shoot those shots? Yeah, and make them step up their game yeah, because yeah. everyone is stepping up their game. And I think that's exactly what it is. It's kind of like a hey, we love the WWE, but you know what? Like, come on, It'd be more entertaining. Like, just it's so watered down now, and so just how can you have such a huge creative staff and? <laughs> None of them have a creative bone in their body, you know, except for maybe like Triple H with NXT and shit. It's boring. It is. And, I, you know, people, I, I get the thing, like what you like, you know, watch whatever you want to watch. But people do have a right to not like something because it kind of pisses me off. So, you know, you can't shit on WWE and whatever. I'm all about being positive. But if a product is bad, it's fucking bad. WWE has been really bad for a long time. I mean, what did people do when WCW was at that point? They did the same shit. They turned away. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Like you're saying, AEW is going to hopefully spark some sort of a creative war and make the two huge products fucking better. Yeah. Because that's just going to attract the attention of everybody, and everybody's going to want to come in and watch it like, oh, well, what kind of crazy shit's going to happen here or there? Or you also have an opportunity if you get into WWE or you get or you get into AEW and you're you don't have a good experience. You have other options, and so there's yeah. talent that might slip through the cracks for whatever reason that somebody else will nab up. And you know, like the finale of AEW, like the finale of the event, like somebody that that that. Oh yeah! Spoiler alert! Out of nowhere, but Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Which I I didn't know who he was. I was just like, this guy's cool. The crowd's going crazy. Yeah, the crowd was he nuts. Not a lot, everybody. And I read too that uh, Jim Ross really had no idea that he was going to show up. <laughs> so it it I got goosebumps. Like the hair of my arms stood up when you hear Jr. getting pumped about it. You know, and like, my God, Johnny Moxley, my God, what's he doing here? Business just picked up. <laughs> what did you think let me ask you this because mm -hmm. i i seem to be the critical one of of us of the two of us what'd you think of the announcers the commentators i thought they were good uh so it was that alex marvez i believe and excalibur and jim ross i i i thought they were good i, I, thought, I thought it was funny when they cut to uh after the the Rhodes brothers match and they cut to it and excalibur it's like wiping his mask 
Oh yeah, yeah. For for a good like two or three minutes. I mean, they all were. He's like, I ain't cutting. Fu- uh, I, Jr's like, I can't do a Jr impression. He's like, I'm not cutting onions, folks. Uh, you know, or uh, I'm cutting onions, folks. That was uh, whatever. You know, like they were. They, everybody got emotional. But yeah. uh, um, it, it's they were. You could tell they were. Th- this was probably the first time the three of them did that. Were they oh, all yeah. three at the at all in? No. See, it was the first time. I love Jim Ross so much. Like when I hear his voice, hmm. it's like hearing like Steve Stone was a Cubs announcer forever. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up with Harry Carey, Steve Stone. Those voices Power were like Power. those voices are just like calming when I hear Steve Stone's voice. And then he moved to the Sox. And I hmm. forgot. I went to I watched the Piece Sox game a few years ago, and uh, I hear his voice again. And I'm like, oh man, like Steve Stone. It's his mm-hmm. voice, dude. When I hear Jr., I hear like. It gives me whatever I'm watching. It also get like sprinkles nostalgia across it. Exactly. And like I hear him, and I saw I you know he seemed a little like off, but only because like whatever man. It's a yeah. little, It's like the little. I mean, it was his first first time doing absolutely. that and with that company and calling matches for a lot of people who he hadn't done before. Yeah. You know, so I, I say I mean, give props it time. to all the names that he had to remember and people yeah. that were just making sort of cameos, like the, all the Japanese and Chinese wrestlers, mm-hmm. and people like and in wrestlers with different names. Yeah, yeah, like new, new, new uh, gimmicks and all that stuff. But I did hear a, like I watched it by myself in a room after the event. You mm-hmm. like you uh, told me how to watch it, and I I watched it. I took my time with it, and uh, man, there were a couple of times where I giggled because I was like, "There he is, there's Jr." Yeah, yeah, dude. You'd say something, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. It was great. I thought, uh, you know, like I said, I did see some people kind of shitting on them, but people just want to shit on everything. I mean, it was their first time out. I thought it was a great job. Yeah. They're, when I, when I, and I don't minor I, hiccups, you know, yeah, when I, when I criticize, I criticize, I'm just saying, I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. actually, and I don't need to just say like, it was great. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I'm going to get on the internet and go, well, that's not going to work. You fucking stuttered. Yeah, yeah. You said the wrong name. Mm-hmm. No, man, it was. It was an amazing event, and it was the you know first time under the AEW company name. Yeah, it was like, how much better is this going to get? Because this is this is that was the first show, right? And here's the thing too: is what we got to look forward is uh, all out at the Sears Center in August, which tickets go on sale June 14th. So yeah, <sighs> I'm ready for that shit. What was your favorite match? Um. There was a lot of them, man. Uh, I really dug the Rhodes. Like I said, the Rhodes brothers. I, I thought that was just great storytelling and brutality, huh? Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. But it. I mean, I could have. I had to do a lap around my room. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. Like I said, dude, it, that fucking that was, like was good brothers. shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're brothers. We're other brothers. <laughs> I love too how he's like, you know, I need my older brother. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I knew it. I yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah. Embrace. Embrace. So all that crying that was going on, that was all real crying. So it was, Yeah, that was yeah, legit it emotion through all like, that blood, too. Yeah. I had watched some of the uh, after-event interviews. Right. And uh, Dustin Rhodes, he was still a mess. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm just crying a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, both those guys, and, and Cody, god damn, he's like, it just reminds me so much of Dusty, because Dusty was such a creative force, and... People may or may not know a lot of things that happen in WCW as far as like gimmick matches or pay-per-view names and all that. Dusty was like there for 75% of them and they were his. And I see I see that what Dusty had creatively in Cody, like tenfold. Yeah. And it's super awesome. And they have both of them, you know, two different generations of roads, and you know 
whether you believe in heaven or hell or whatever, the you know the good feel good story of it is that Dusty's up there watching and and proud. Like that was that was a super cool moment. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck, man, and the crowd chanting Dusty. You know, yeah, 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 thank yeah. you, Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> like super fucking awesome, man. Um, I I really enjoyed the Jericho Omega two match. Yeah, I thought that was fucking. I was great. so damn impressed by Jericho. I know, straight right? Straight up, straight up. He, you know, when you hear some of those, some of the old timers talk about, like, I, we talked about it before. You hear them talk about the strategy of storytelling and all that stuff and in these different things. They use a language that I don't understand half the time because mm. they use, you know, they use different phrases that's only, that only other wrestlers use. But yeah. God damn, does Jericho know how to, he just, the stuff that you know what he's doing, the st- you know, I mean, shut up, Marks. Like, like everything he yeah. says, even though you're, you're psychology's like, great. It's just, yeah, he's just so good. And then he could just, he could go. Like he's so, he's, he's uh, still notice- awesome. He did so many flips and so much of yeah. this and that. And you could still, t- he's, you could tell he's an older man. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, he could he still, could still do it. Yeah, I mean, I think he botched the the first attempt on the uh, lion salt. Yeah. And then, you know, he went back for it. There yeah. were, like, two spots I saw that didn't work out the first time, but they did end up doing them again. But there, there's also small, subtle things that he does that I didn't – I only started to recognize, like, a couple months ago. I watched a video, and it was, uh, like, symbolic things that wrestlers do in the ring because they're pros. Mm. And there was a – and there, one was, like, Jericho, where a, a, a wrestler was literally, like, super hurt. I don't know if they broke their neck. And Jericho did some stuff that was so subtle and unnoticeable to protect that dude. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's a pro. Uh, so during the Omega match uh, – Alpha versus Omega. <laughs> yeah, Jericho uh, versus Kenny. <laughs> yeah. He, he – uh, there was a point where something was happening, and he was about to – plow through the ref he was mm-hmm. on his way to just smash the ref with his body and i don't know how he did it but he didn't like right. i noticed it and i was like whoa yeah I didn't, like he just had this presence of where his body was in the ring and the ref that i was like man but then he's just he's such a dick yeah and you know he didn't show up to uh what was it there was some kind of thing uh i don't know if it was a talker is jericho segment or something to do with Starcast. yeah and it's you know totally working into his heel angle where He's like, I never got a thank you from the fans in AEW, so I'm not fucking showing up for this. Yeah. And, I, and of course, all the smart marks are talking like, oh, well, this is why. Like, no, dude, he's just. He's like, after all that, yeah. you boo me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to boo me, huh? Huh? That was good. Yeah, that was great. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, John Moxley, uh, Dean Ambrose comes out. Um, I guess, you know, not. So surprising, but still surprising. Did you get fired up when you saw that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, we were talking before we went on air. I was never a big Dean Ambrose guy. I did uh, see some of his matches um, on the indies when he was John Moxley before. I wrestled for like TNA and CZW, a bunch of different promotions. But, you know, he went to, he was a part of the Shield. I was never a fan of that shit. And it was like he was super watered down there. And there's another guy that loves pro wrestling, has this vision of what it can and should be or was, or whatever you want to call it, and was tired of being held down, you know? And yeah. that promo that you guys heard in the intro here, uh, that that's powerful stuff to me. Like, his his appearance felt like a fucking, I'm going to say it again, like a stone-cold moment. And I think I believe even good old JR said the same thing. It, yeah, it really had that it. feel. And his body language when he got in the ring, and like Jericho, you could see what he, he's mouthing. He's like, you don't work here. <laughs> and then he fucking DDTs him, you know, gives him the dirty deeds or whatever they're going to call it now. And then he hits the ref, too. 
And then he proceeds to beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. <laughs> you know, and they fucking tackle each other outside the ring, and they're fighting and throwing bows and whatever, and they get up on the giant poker chips, and he just lays yeah. out Omega, man. Like, yeah. And it was, it was super intense, super crazy. The fucking crowd was all up in it. Shout out to Super Crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to uh, Steve too from Warrior Wrestling. He was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I the the finale reminded me of um, of the. I mean, I, again, I'm the I'm the guy that's not so knowledgeable, but it right. reminded me the end of all the WCW episodes where something always happened, mm. and uh, like it it was almost like a cliffhanger, but not really. Like that there's going to be more wrestling for the fans when you're done, but the story is done for that night. Yeah, so yeah. they fought and he did his thing, and then it just that was it. Yeah, there was no like. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Have a wonderful evening. Drive safe. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> right. this guy's going to get slammed off of this 20-foot-tall stack of giant <laughs> poker chips. He's all in. And then he's going to do some wiggly spaghetti dance. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It was just it's just weird. Like I said, the body movement, it was, it was crazy. Um, it, it's also crazy that he's going to be appearing for New Japan Wrestling, too, which is it's same thing with Chris Jericho, and I believe they have he has separate contracts between the two companies. I don't know if it's like them working together. From what I've read, it's not. But that's John Moxley. You heard it here is appearing for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. So it's going to be cool to see how that plays out. I think he's going after Juice Robinson, the false juice. The false juice. <laughs> he's the false juice. I don't care what you guys say. Um, There's only one juice. That's right. The Yum Bucks match. That was fucking amazing versus the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Like the shit these both these guys do. First of all, <laughs> Young Bucks coming out as looking barber. Uh <laughs> dressed like Elvis. Like that shit was great, man. I yeah. loved it. Um fuck, dude. I I, I like I, those masks that the Lucha Brothers came out the the skull masks that they yeah. took off before they were had the Yeah, yeah, masks. those Some were tight those too, were man. Cool. That that was a super awesome match. So many like great spots in that match. Like I can't wait for this thing to come out like on DVD so I can fucking swoop it up. Um, I, I found myself, you know, after I shared the link and everything with you, yeah. rewatching some of it yeah. and being like, "Fuck, I gotta go do shit. I don't have time, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta like soak it all in." Um, that was another one of my favorite matches. I really enjoyed the pre-show battle royal. It was pretty good. It I was, watched, yeah, watched it man. Later, yeah. Uh, I liked how. Uh, Sunny Kiss was <laughs> with Tommy Dreamer. You know what I'm talking about? You know where I'm going? Oh, yes. The where, booty smash. The booty smash. He, Tommy Dreamer got a face full of nasty. Yep. And it was, uh, I thought it was cool. It was original. You, you had would. The, <laughs> you had the guy, uh, Flying Brian, our buddy Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Yep. Uh, was in there with a. Good showing. Yeah. But you know what? I was watching and I don't know. I don't remember how he got eliminated. Uh, it was, uh, what happened? I remember, but it was like, he, he threw someone out and then almost immediately he like got somebody else. Like he rolled, uh, he did the roll and miss, I think. And he, he, he got out too. Yeah. Cause I was sitting there with Bobcat and we were both like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, Where's yeah. Brian Pilvin? You know? Um, yeah, it, it was cool. That, that bleach blonde mullet though. He, he, I'm digging it. I like it, but it was like, whoa, where'd that come Before, from? Even though he had that massive mullet, mm. the bleach blonde, like I think that even though he had that giant mullet, he could still probably walk around the streets and yeah. like be like, eh. Now with that new mullet, yeah. like with that bleach blonde, <laughs> he uh, yeah, mullet. he is a shining beacon of look at me, yo. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's really good. I uh, 
I cracked up at the one dude that had his hands in his pockets. Like the Orange Cassidy. <laughs> that was great. That was, dude, I was uh, fucking was like great. pounding on shit. Like that was, he's just like so cool. Like Lil E was sitting there. She's like, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking Tommy Dreamer just kind of like, yeah. And he did the kip up with his hands in his pockets. Yep. Dude, that, that just shows the diversity of like. AEW, their roster, you know, I mean, not in the Battle Royal wasn't necessarily all AEW guys contracted, you know, wrestlers. Um, what about the guy with no legs, the, yeah. the nubs doing it's the 619, dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. They like, gave everyone, like, that's super hard to give everyone a little bit of something, and they, they right. did. And I'll tell you what, man, this is now the second Battle Royal that AEW, well, or at least that group has put on. And I, I fucking love it, dude. I Royal Rumble, fuck that, you know? I loved how they did it, too, like the poker theme. Like, the cards yeah. that were drawn, yeah. and then five come out, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was super cool. And uh, Hangman Page, of course, drawing the Joker card, and then winning, which I, I kind of I figured I saw that coming. Right. Um, so, yeah, that that was super cool as well, man. It, AEW, dude, that... <laughs> Hot sauce! What were some of the highlights? I was also surprised at how much uh, how much time and important time Jungle Boy got. He did, and he was actually towards the end. He was one of my picks to win it. I was wondering, you know, but then I'm sitting there thinking, well, world title shot. I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna give him a world title. Shot. Yeah, not yet. At least. My voice just there. <laughs> this is it for me for the rest of the time. Or how about real quick too, uh, Luchasaurus uh. putting Joey Janela through that fucking table, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like that was dirty. And then uh, Jimmy Havoc stapling a fucking lit cigarette to Joey Janela's forehead. <laughs> there was some crazy shit that happened. Um, but I'm sorry. Getting back to your question. I don't know what I said. Oh, well, that's great. Oh, but I was talking about they weren't going to give it. I just said I was surprised. Oh, with Jungle Boy? Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. It was much, super cool. Uh, that much time. I figured they'd give him that just kind of like a hey, you know. I didn't think so. I thought, like, they would just put him on there. But really? It was nice. Yeah, I, I don't think they would. I I. I mean, I'm not. I'm, well, I know not, I'm not so sappy that they would throw that in there just because his father passed away. I, maybe and that might have been a part of it because I know his, his father was a huge wrestling fan. You know, who's that little little guy that was like almost Marco like Stunt? Like I, he did the fucking dance. Yeah, yeah, I, I could tell you about him. He's also going to be at the upcoming Black Label Pro Show. We're going to talk about now. I've seen him a couple times. Uh, actually, both times were at Black Label Pro, and the last time he fought his brother, who is equally as small as uh-huh. him. Um, this was at uh, in South Bend at the Godfather Players Brawl. Okay, he uh, it's cool because his tights have like the fucking uh, Rugrats like font and shit on there, <laughs> and he's such a he's, he looks like a little kid. I think little E is actually bigger than him. Really, and she's a tiny, tiny little thing. Yeah, um, and he comes out to the uh, what the fuck is that theme? His theme music is uh, We belong to each other. We, you know what I'm saying? That fucking song. I can't think of who sings that. Uh, I know. Uh, I don't know. Fuck, it's not there. So whoever's listening, you guys. Let me make more constipation noises. Yeah, right. Uh, what a flush. I can't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Marco's pretty cool. I, I think he's actually a pretty damn good wrestler as well, man. Um, He's going to be fighting... Uh, actually, before I get into that, because I want to kind of talk about that all at once, but uh, yeah, Marco <laughs> Stunt, man, it fucking, you were impressed with him, huh? I just didn't know who he was. Oh. I, I had to do double takes. I mean, he was fine. 
Yeah, <laughs> I just did. He's he's entertaining. I did. Yeah, he's he was just small and everyone. He came out of nowhere, and I was like, "What is this? Who is this?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Is this like a was it Jungle Boy? No, Jungle Boy already got in there. Jungle yeah. Boy's way bigger." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I the, the other thing. Uh, the, so WWE is filled with talent that are gigantic. Yeah, like tall, large, mm-hmm. just huge men. Yeah. Um, AEW is filled with dudes that are normal height they might all still be muscly Hmm. like pillman's pretty big and muscly like there's a couple of those dudes like brian cage is huge yeah yeah, yeah. um but i'm taller but they're not they're not like they're not a roster of big ass dudes like the young bucks i think are each six one six something like that but you know it's not there aren't many and then what's luchasaurus is a big dude yeah yeah he's pretty jacked um like tall too he's tall yeah he was fucking yeah, he was towering over. But I think everyone. Yeah, but it's funny to have a new promotion, which is which a lot of the independent promotions are too, where where these guys are, they're athletes, they're athletic, they have the personalities, but they're not. Um, they come in every shape, form, and size. They're not massive gladiator size like right. everybody at WWE. It's not a criticism. It's just funny. Right. It's a it's a different thing. It's cool. It's and that's you know when Cody alludes to the diversity of their roster. That's I think that's fucking super important to note that. You know, and like you're saying with WWE, I think it goes two ways, really. You have the big fucking jack dudes who Vince gets all beefed up about, and then it's total opposite end of the spectrum, and that's it. I don't really see kind of really no in-between, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean... There I, isn't. There really isn't, you know? I mean, that's up for debate. You can fucking argue if you call the JP Dub voicemail at one eight seven two two six seven forty one ninety nine. 877 but uh, AEW, I mean, dude, you have a guy in there who has no fucking legs. Yeah. I have no legs. Uh, <laughs> come on, what more do you need? You know, you, Sonny Kiss, uh, Luchasaurus, who's a, a fucking giant liz- wrestling lizard, you know? <laughs> like, uh, Ace Romero, who that guy, he's got to be like fucking 400 pounds or something ridiculous, and he's doing uh, suicide dives through yeah. the ropes and shit. Um. And like you're saying, like the Young Bucks and Cody, like it's crazy the amount of diversity these that they have as a roster, man. It's it's only going to work for these guys, and all of them can perform, man. And they all have great stories and everything set up. I'm so super pumped to see where it goes. What would you rate it? A, B, C, D, or F? Oh, the whole pay per view, everything. I give it a fucking A plus. And if we're gonna do the, you know. Numerically, I would give it a 11 out of 10. <gasps> yeah, you guys could say I'm just marking out, but it it felt great. That was, uh, other than when All In happened, that was like the most, like, holy fuck. Like, you could just feel the adrenaline and the excitement. It was entertaining. It was entertaining, man. And that's, you know, I wanted to, uh, I invited a bunch of people over. Only a couple came. But uh, how many times were you like, holy shit, that was awesome? Uh, like, holy, how many holy shit that was awesome did you get at the last WrestleMania? Uh, oh, man, I don't know if any, you know. It was hard to sit through last WrestleMania, and you know we talked about it on here, and it was okay, but... And it was one of the better ones over the last handful of years. Yeah, yeah. What does that tell you? And this, their first pay-per-view, and they fucking knock it out of the park. So, yeah, I I totally believe that, uh, that I'll give it a strong fucking 11, you know. Ooh. Yeah. I thought it was great. So you guys let us know in the comments and on social media and wherever you follow us at what you guys thought about it. Um, next, I kind of want to get into something real quick. I've talked about it before, uh, but it's coming out this Friday. 
my buddies Neil and Brad, Brad actually being one of my band members in Handsome Prick, uh, they have a, if you guys are into like punk rock and fucking really fast metal and you like like the Misfits or Sam Hain or Danzig or any of that, their band Dirty Dead is putting out their sophomore album, the first new album in 10 years. It's crazy to believe it's been that long, uh, but it's called Nocturnal Emissions. It's coming out on nothing but a Nightmare Records, and you can pre-order it, or you can just order a damn thing because it drops literally this Friday, the 31st, at nothingbutanightmare.com. It's full of fucking great, awesome punk rock. That's It's like the vein of Misfits, but, you know, like I said before, death metal and grind dudes like playing it, but there's Brad's voice is fucking killer. It's all these harmonies and shit. It's it's ridiculous, man. At times, um, what's so, the name of the band and the album? <laughs> Dirty Dead Nocturnal Emissions out May thirty first on Nothing But a Nightmare. Set in your honor, your best setup man in the business. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but yeah, I would. It's out on limited edition vinyl and uh, CD. And also, it'll be digitally up. I believe it's going to be on iTunes and all that, Spotify. So if you guys can, go support. You'll you'll fucking won't regret it. That's for damn sure. That's right. Yeah, I know Stone probably. I think he bought like five or six copies. Just borrow three. So yeah, yeah. Can I like borrow like two of those? <laughs> <laughs> um, but getting to Marco Stunt, where I told you I saw him at Black Label Pro. And Black Label Pro, shout out to Mikey and Jeremy and everybody uh, they have a show going on called There's Something About Barry. Uh-huh. And that's one of the things I like about Mikey. When he puts on the show, I like the puns, you know, and then the titles of their shows always have something to do with, like, pop culture. Real um, creative, Mikey! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this Saturday is going to be the event. Uh, you can all, It's like a seminar. I know uh, Barry Windham, the legendary WWE Hall of Famer Barry Windham, who's also a former member of the Four Horsemen stable, will be doing a seminar, and they also have a killer card. Uh, you got a no-holds-barred match with Brian Alvarez versus Marco Stunt. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have the BLP championship, the champion Kobe Durst versus Jordan Grace. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Um, you have the BLP tag team championship, Blood Diamond versus the Space Pirates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy monkey shit. Yeah. You have the Indiana State Championship, Jake Parnell versus Nate Webb. Oh, shit. You have AEW's own Kylie Ray versus Shaza McKenzie. <laughs> you have our homie Ethan Page versus Gary J. First time ever. Get him. You have Bear Bronson versus AJ Gray. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, both these dudes are pretty big, beefy studs uh, that can go. Easy. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, you have Violence is Forever versus Tony, I'm going to botch your name, Depin or Depen? Tony Depen and Travis Huckabee. <laughs> so it's it's D-E-P-P-E-N. If I fucked it up, I apologize. Sue me. Um, you can score your tickets at blpwrestling.com and check out Black Label Pro on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So a little something to do this weekend. Are you going? You know what? I'm going to try. I want to, but I think I got something coming up with the, with the kid. So football-wise. I might see me. Yeah? Yeah, if you uh, if you walk around, look for the guy in the... Um, look for uh, the big, tall, handsome Serbian man. So what's, uh, what's that shirt I wear all the time with that dude's face? <laughs> Danny Trejo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look but the this... The guy in the Danny Trejo shirt. Right, right. This is going to be off the hook. Uh, anybody that's looking to 
fucking get out and see some good wrestling that's going on this weekend, definitely hit up Black Label Pro. Yeah. If you're already in Crown Point, what's your problem? Yeah, and it's at the RDS <laughs> gym. Um, yeah, I'm going to be real aggressive to everybody. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> hey, you stupid fucks. Hey, you, you stupid fucks. Are you going to, there's something about Barry? <laughs> you fucking better be. <laughs> I'll fucking find you. And I'll fucking make you buy a ticket. You son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, you stupid fucks. <laughs> Are you going to Black Label Pro's next event? <laughs> fucking stupid ass better be. Yeah, you fucking idiots. Why haven't you bought your tickets yet? I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, man. Why doesn't he make more of those? I know, right? We'll get oh, some more God. going. But yeah, they, they'll have food and beer and merch. Last time I was there, they didn't have a beer there, so that's kind of cool. Me and Lil E had to pound a 12-pack of Tall Boys in the, in the car. Hell yeah, yeah. Like, I forgot something in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my buzz. <laughs> but I found it real quick. I found it super fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks to everybody for tuning in this week. I uh, want to kind of let you know where you can find us out. You got it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know, too, when you can go to yeah, the call yeah, and yeah. get a hold of us all the time. <laughs> Hey, you stupid foot! Have you found us on Facebook yet? Well, if you haven't, we're <laughs> I can't. Hey, stupid it. assholes! You ever had a stroke in the middle of trying to promote your own show? You fucking better. I think I might have. Oh hell no! Uh, 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 oh, by God! Anyways, we're on Facebook and Instagram. If you look up Juice Pro Wrestling, that's where we'll be. We're on Twitter at JPW Podcast. You can call the voicemail, which I've alluded to many a times on this episode. It's at 1-872-267-4199. And if you're Keanu Reeves, uh, star of John Wick 3, saying that it's 1-872-267-4199. Uh, Keanu Reeves. What if you're Pepe Le Pew from the... <laughs> it's 1-872-267-4199. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good peppy. It was it was kind of shit. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty shit, let's be honest. Um and you can find us subscribe, catch past episodes uh on any podcasting platform. So whether you're using Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Castbox. Is that real? Yep. Oh. Wow. Tuned in. Right? Tune in. Tune in? Tune in. Tune in next week as I <laughs> rock your fucking world. Oh, God. What am up? 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 Are you wet? No, you fucking better be. <laughs> You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. 
Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.